Hi, I'm Taylor. And I'm Maddie. And it's time for another episode of Sisters Who Posh. We are two sisters who love thrifting. And have been reselling online for the past few years. We are sharing all of our best tips and tricks along the way. As well as setting goals and updating our progress each week. With brand new episodes every Tuesday. Hello, hello. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Sisters Who Posh. This week, we are discussing our current bins strategy. Yes, if you've listened to our podcast for a while, you know we've done other episodes in the past about shopping at the Goodwill Clearance Centers, aka the bins. And we both still like going from time to time, and we've gotten a few questions about you know, strategy, what we're looking for. So we thought we'd compile all of our best tips and tricks into this episode. Yes. But before we get into all of that, what is going on this week? Oh my gosh, I had a bit of a busy week. Um, I got recruited by our family. Our sister Macy had been living in Arizona here while she went to school. And she ended up going back to California. And I got tasked with driving her car back to California last week. It was really fun. I got to see our dad, our stepmom, and then our brother Andrew was also out there as well. And we were like busy, busy, busy. They, it was a pretty short trip, but the whole time we had like really fun plans. So the first night I was there, I posted this about on my Instagram stories. So if you saw, yeah, I'm filling you in now. <laughs> but um, one thing about our stepmom, Kristen, is that she and our dad love being seat fillers for some of these like Hollywood events. I'm yes. not sure what website she uses, but I know there's like certain websites where you basically can sign up. I think she had to do like a background check originally to become a seat filler. Then basically like a few days before a big event, she'll get an email being like, Hey, you were approved if you want to go to this event. And it's really cool. Cause you get free tickets and your job as a seat filler is basically to like take the open seats of any of like the famous people that are um, attending the show or other people that just have, you know, really good tickets to the show. Sometimes they like don't stay for the full show for whatever reason or like moving in and out during their performances. So the seat filler's job is to keep those seats full so that way if these events are being filmed it always looks like a full audience she gave me a call like the day before i left and she was like hey i got approved to be a seat filler and i can bring a guest to the grammy salute to the beach boys on mm. wednesday night she had done a couple of these grammy salutes before but basically what it is is it's always like a few days after the grammys because that was last sunday then there'll be a basically a tribute concert that they also film um, that same week that will air on, I think, CBS later in the spring, where they like honor just some type of lifetime achievement band. And this one was all about the Beach Boys. But it's really cool because Grammy salutes, they have all of these other like well-known artists that each perform like a Beach Boys song. So like John Legend was there, Pentatonix was there. Fall Out Boy was there, Leanne Rhymes, Lady A, 
one of my favorite bands of all time is Hanson. I actually just w- went with some friends to their concert in St. Louis last summer, but they were there performing a song. So star studded event. And yeah, we got to be seat pillars. Never done it before. It's definitely something to experience. It's crazy. Yeah, I know. I definitely want to do that. It looks so fun. So basically, like, there's very little rules to it all. I mean, there are a few rules, but as far as like to get the good seats up front, it's kind of just like first come, first serve, like being aggressive, just like going for it. You could find a pretty good spot in the back and just like stay there the whole time if you wanted to, because they, they're trying to fill the whole theater. So if you're fine sitting in the back, you could just, you know, take it as a free ticket to see a great show and just sit in your seat in the back. But if you're trying to be like me and Kristen and get a little closer to the front, they they have like different producers that are walking around with like headphones and walkie talkies on and like in between the songs, they'll be like, okay, we need two down here. We need one down here. We need two. And it's like very chaotic. And if you just, you just beeline it, like you don't wait for them to call on you. Like you just get up and start going. Yeah. Like vie for those spots. And I was able to get fourth row for like probably the last third of the concert. So I saw fallout boy, pentatonics, like a bunch of really good acts from like that fourth row spot. And it was crazy because some of the people that performed were like sitting around me in the rows. Oh my gosh. So did you decide like beforehand, like, okay, if we get split up, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or did you try to stay together. Yeah. So she had let me know when, when she's done it with our dad before. And then I think our grandparents did it one time with her and our aunt had done it with her. I think most of the time in order to get the good spots, you got to be pretty flexible and be willing to split up. Yeah. Um, Cause it's just not a guarantee. There's going to be two spots together. And then like, once you get to a spot, you don't know how long you're going to be there. You could be there for like one song and then they're like, okay, you got to go. Like the next the people are back or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So we were kind of like flexible to do whatever for the first like half of the show. Um, well, okay. Originally they had us in the freaking nosebleeds way up top. And when we were walking in there, they were like, holding station. We're going to try to get you guys up front. Like, don't worry. We want to get down there too. And then the show started and we were still up there and we were like, uh, that was a lie. So <laughs> then Kristen kind of got this mischievous look in her eyes and she was like, should we just go down there? And I was like, okay, yeah. So we just like <laughs> snuck down to the main floor. <laughs> You just walk confidently, it's fine. And there yeah. were other seat fillers down there. Like we have a wristband and a little ribbon we had to wear as the seat fillers to identify us. Yeah. So we just went to like where the seat fillers were sitting down there, which that was a pretty good spot. We were sitting together and we were in like the main middle section, not on the main floor, but like they had like probably the first 10 rows of people right by the main stage. And then behind them, there was like a little area for the producers with like all the different camera equipment and like monitors. And then we were sitting like right behind that, a tiny elevate, like a little bit elevated up. So that was actually a really good unobstructed view. So we sat there for the first part of the concert and we were just going to stay there the whole time. But then something just came over me. One of the times they were like, okay, we need two. I just went for it, you know, left her in the (laughs) dust. (laughs) I'll meet you at the car. (laughs) And then she ended up getting a little closer too. But when I got moved down to that fourth row, then... I just luckily never had to move again. I don't know how that happened. I was so, freaking like, out though. Cause Hanson was sitting. First of all, Hanson can't say enough good things. They were like the most proud to be there of anyone. I think um, all the performers ended up staying for part of the show. And then usually after their performance, like their seats totally emptied. None of them really came back to watch, 
But Hanson just was sitting there proudly in the second row, like with their wife and kids, like the whole show, like shaking hands with everyone, like being so happy to be Aww. there. It was so adorable. And then the other thing that was so adorable is the Beach Boys who were being honored. They were sitting in one of those little like box seats, I guess, up on the side, like the little balconies. Yeah. And they were just so adorable. Like after everyone's performance, they were like just hooting, hooting and hollering and like pointing at the stage and just so happy so that was really cute oh that's so cute so how long were you there and like how much time was there in between each different performers set was it pretty like quick turnover or was there like a lot of downtime no there wasn't a lot of downtime there was a few times where since they were like filming it for tv only a couple times this happened where like they would perform the song and then like either the artist or I don't know if a producer, like something went wrong and they're like, we're like, Hey, we're going to have to do that one again. So like Pentatonix ended up performing their song twice just they're to like, get a better give take us of it, I guess. shake at it. Yeah. <laughs> I feel yeah. like I could have hit that second verse a little harder. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So like that kind of happened a few times, but they really did keep it moving pretty quick. And then it was fun because they had different presenters that like introduced the different acts. And one of them that was kind of exciting was John Stamos. <gasps> so he was there. Oh my gosh. And okay, it kind of made sense because then I was talking to this girl next to me and she was like, yeah, he's a big fan of the Beach Boys. That's why they were always on Full House so much. And I'm pretty sure like, like he performed with the Beach Boys on Full House. I think the Beach Boys might have somehow been involved in that like song he wrote for Aunt Becky on he Full House. He was always so. singing that one song. Yes, <laughs> for forever. They yeah. played it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, like, I think we had to be there. You could check in to be a seat filler. Like I said, it's first come, first serve. So I think it opened up at like four p.m. We didn't get there until like, I think it was between 4 and 5.30 you had to check in and we got there like more towards 5.30. Yeah. And then I think that's why we got seated in those nosebleeds but then we just, you know, walked downstairs so it was fine. Took matters into <laughs> your own hands. <laughs> we ended up being there I think that concert got done at like 9.30. It didn't officially start till like 7 though so it wasn't too long. The, t the seats I was in for like that end part of the concert probably would have been like a thousand dollars to see like john legend up that close like you know what i mean like it was crazy so right and it's cool to go to an event like that that's kind of unique where you do get to see so many different artists unless you're going to like some kind of festival you're never going to see that many artists in like one concert yeah. i can't think if there were any this time like some of the presenters were surprises but i know i think she went to the grammy salute to neil diamond and yeah. there was like a bunch of surprise guests at that one and like Oprah came all sorts of stuff. So that was kind of crazy. Um, so you just never know who's going to show up, especially because everyone was just in town for the Grammys a few days before. True. And you can do the seat filler thing. Like you can sign up to be at like for the Grammys. For yeah. The Oscars and like, you know, more of like a red carpet event. So that's really cool. Someone we were sitting by was telling Kristen that, they even do seat fillers for like the rehearsal for the Grammys. And this lady was like, oh, you got to do it next year if you can. Because you get to see like all the musical performances basically mm. just get rehearsed. That's the best part. Well, yeah. So you could have seen Beyonce, like Harry Styles. Come on. Love it. So overall, that was a 10 out of 10. That was really fun. 
And then the real reason we were also in town was, I know you and I have mentioned we're from Wisconsin. So obviously we're big Wisconsin sports fans, especially when they're doing well. And <laughs> <laughs> the Bucks, who were like horrible our whole lives, are like doing good the last couple of years. <laughs> so we snuck over to the Lakers-Bucks game on Thursday night. That was really exciting too. Okay, it was looking like it was going to be even more exciting though because the week leading up to it, you know, we knew we were going to be it was going to be the Bucks versus the Lakers and plays for the Lakers and he started zeroing in that it was looking like he was going to hit the NBA all-time leading scorer record like this week, you know? That's like a huge deal because I think it was previously held by Kareem and I think he like hit it in like the eighties. So it's like, this doesn't happen that often, you know, where it's right. It started looking like, Oh, it was like, they're going to play on Tuesday and then we're going to the game on Thursday. And he had to make like 38 points or something at the game on Tuesday. And if he made less than that, then he would probably hit it at the game we would be at on Thursday. So we were all getting really excited about that. Like our tickets that we had were like quadrupling 10 times over in price of like people wanting to be at this historic event, you know? Yeah. And, but then unfortunately for us, he ended up hitting the record on Tuesday. So we did not get to see that. They did do like a cool ceremony for LeBron James for the Thursday game that we were at, like in the pregame, they did like a little speech for him and he gave a speech and it was really cute. His two sons and his daughter and his wife and his mom were there. And he was like, these are my starting five. It was really cute. I was like cheering up. That was cool. But then unfortunately he was decided to sit out with a sore ankle. So he didn't even play. (laughs) But that's kind of good for us because we're Bucks fans. So true. You're like, okay, now we have a chance. (laughs) But we thought we were going to at least get to see him. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Our dad was mad. Not going to (laughs) lie. like sore ankle what the heck (laughs) wow that is fun and a back-to-back night los angeles girl just like living a fast past (laughs) living a fast-paced hollywood lifestyle for two nights was there any um cool celebrities at the the lakers bucks games that they like put on the screen oh my gosh well okay so we were there with macy yeah and she was friend of the show friend of the show she the entire time was like taking her phone camera out and like just zooming in across because we were sitting on the buck side so we were looking behind the lakers in the front like to see if we knew anyone famous we weren't seeing anyone but we're like dang it there's probably gonna be so many stars there if, if lebron would have been record like during that game yeah but anyway, so she was zooming in and then we were like also refreshing like the Lakers Instagram account because sometimes they post on there like different celebrities like in the stands. Robert Downey Jr. was there. So we did see him <gasps> the Jumbotron. Oh, cool. But also we didn't recognize him. But then the caption was, we love you 3000 or something like that. And we were like, wait, 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 wait. Are you a fan? <laughs> was he like wearing a baseball hat or something? Yeah, he was wearing a hat and mm. glasses. Yeah. Out of context. Trying to be low crowd. (laughs) Yeah. Love it. So that was the only. Oh, and then Kareem. Oh, my gosh. The guy who previously had the record, he was also there. He was just giving major Beach Boys energy, too, of just being, like, old and cute and adorable and, like, happy to be there. So proud. Yeah. So proud. Nice. So that was exciting. And then, yeah, the rest of the trip, 
We just kind of hung out. I did a little thrifting in Newport Beach. I got a couple things. Kristen came with again. It was really funny because she was like, I just want to find one thing that you source. And then when it sells, I'm just going to be so excited. So, (laughs) but she's like, I don't really know what brands are like what you look for. So she's like, okay, I think I'll just go down the, I'll just look down all the jeans for you. And you give me like four or five brands to look for. So I was like, okay, like a Goldie, Madewell, Zara. I can't remember what else I told her. And then she just was put to work at Goodwill going down the line for me. Then she would come (laughs) over every now and then with like a handful of jeans. And she ended up finding, they weren't even on my list. She found some ultra high rise 90s Abercrombie and Fitch jeans. Yes. Yes. Nice. So I got two pairs of those. So that was exciting. So stay tuned to see how those sell. Kristen's flips. Love it. The other new thing this week that I've been doing is I'm kind of going all in on Vendu. I know in the previous episodes, I think I was talking a little smack on them. I'm I'm kind of changing my tune. So I I have realized that Can you explain well, what Vendu is just before you yes, yes, get yes. into it too much? Vendu, if you don't know, is a cross-listing platform platform for resellers. So you can like either list straight from Vendu and then like get those listings up on like Mercari, Poshmark, Depop, eBay, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So I had, ha- I had had it before, but I had kind of found like what I was doing was always importing my listings from Poshmark because like all my listings are on Poshmark already. So whenever I would have Vendu, I would like take my listings from Poshmark and then use Vendu to put them on like Mercari, Depop, whatever from there but when you do it that way then it's like basing itself off of the Poshmark form that you already have filled out rather than like Vendu's master form and I just felt like there was a lot of like holes left where I would be having to fill in all this information for the other platforms and I was like is this saving me time or no like I feel like I'm still filling out a lot yeah I could almost manually do this not faster but like fast enough where I'm okay not paying the premium to do it yeah yeah but I had talked to some of my friends here and they had said that it's, it is faster if, if you list from Vendu because there's like certain things within the Vendu form that it will put them in all of the forms. Like it will know it's like a master copy. Whereas if, if it's from the Poshmark form, like the other marketplaces might have it phrased slightly differently. And then like, it doesn't know how to like translate it just from the Poshmark form to those. So like, I don't know if I have say it's a top in Poshmark and then it gets all confused in Depop and then I have to like end up putting in the category in Depop and Mercari, yada, yada. Whereas if I put like a top in the Vendu form, it knows what that equals in all the other platforms. So then I don't have to end up filling that out for all of them. Gotcha. So, that makes sense. So I tried that and that definitely is working. I was able to get a, all my listings that I listed this last week up on all three platforms that I'm on easily. So that was nice. And then I started noticing another flaw I had not noticed with Vendu. I have been using Posher VA to do the copy listings, you know? They have a feature on there where it, like, after 60 days, you can, like, relist, delist items from your Poshmark closet. Yeah. And the problem is if you have your inventory in Vendu and you use the Posher VA feature, then Vendu gets really confused. And, like, as it's trying to do any type of inventory management with those items it like can no longer find the original listing because you technically like made a new listing in Poshmark and like didn't tell Vendu 
Bendu has an add-on option where you can do multi D-list relist from Bendu. And what is really nice about it is it's not just Poshmark then. So I can like go in, select 10 items and then have them all basically like delete it off Poshmark, Mercari and Depop. And then like those same items relisted back onto those. So they're like fresh listings. So that's really cool. And then what else is really nice about it is that it doesn't have to be within the 60 days then because it doesn't seem to use Poshmark's like copy listing feature that like keeps mm. track of that. It actually, since you have your listing info in Vendu, it actually like just deletes your Poshmark listing and just creates a full new listing with the Vendu info rather than using that copy listing so that it kind of overrides. You're like basically doing it the manual way, but not. Right. No, that makes sense. That's nice too, that it'll relist on the other platforms. Like Mercari, I barely go in and like relist things, but yeah, I mean, it makes sense because like, if you're active on Mercari, you're lowering your prices or sending out offers to people like lowering the prices pretty regularly. So it does get to a point where you're like, okay, I probably need to like relist this. So, right. That's... And that's what I was running into because I had still been using the posture VA. So I would be like, oh, I'll just use realist delist the Merc- like on Mercari. But then it was getting so confused because like the listings didn't exist. Like it was very confusing. Yeah. It's kind of a headache up front because it's like in order to be using Vendu to its fullest abilities, like you kind of have to have all your inventory over there or it's just confusing on Poshmark and yeah, because then it's like, which ones can you do the Posture VA yeah. features on? So, yeah. So I ended up upgrading my Vendu package. So I have enough available listings in February here where I was able to upload my entire Poshmark closet into Vendu. So I'm going to have to do some of those cross listings the annoying way with like the Poshmark where I'm going to have to redo the form a little bit. But then I should have my whole inventory in Vendu. So I'm going to try to just work with Vendu on that and see how I like it. It is nice nice not having to wait the 60 days because it's like if there's something, you know, you could even sort it by like category on Vendu and be like, okay, we're going into spring and summer. Like I want to relist, delist all my dresses. And it doesn't matter if they've been like 60 days or not on Poshmark. I could just fresh start it for spring, so on and so forth. Yeah. True. That's a good idea. What is new with you this week? Not nearly as exciting as your California not- celebrity <laughs> experience. So, I mean, <laughs> should I even bring these things up? But I have a couple of things that are going on this week. So, we are dog sitting for three weeks. We have a little dachshund with us, which has Ooh. been super fun. And we're joking that the two dogs are actually going to be together for a whole month because then when our friends get back, then they're taking our dog so we can go on a trip. That's kind of hilarious. It really like when you have another dog around, it kind of like highlights the good and bad about your own dog, (laughs) like things that they're good at and not good at. Our dog, Harold, We definitely, and by we, I mean me, did not do as good of a job of, like, having good, like, table manners. <laughs> like, he is Carol's all a in beggar. on the, the human food. So that has been my takeaway so far. But it's super cute. 
that they're just like paling around and the dog we're watching is like so snuggly so that's really fun too he'll like sit by my feet while I'm working the whole entire day (laughs) snuggled up so that's what's been going on at my house just lots of dogs um and then also my ongoing project of Facebook marketplace selling some of these items around our house to kind of get rid of things uh, before the baby gets here. And one of the things is we like upgraded our TV a couple weeks ago. And then we did the really, you know, classy thing of then just putting the old TV off to the side in the living room. <laughs> just still <laughs> sitting there. So this weekend I was like, well, I could list that on Facebook marketplace. And I listed it. It sold the next day, which was super exciting. So that one is out the door and off the list. You never know what's going to be like, I don't know, a hot item. I know. Like I was Some things either sell so fast or it's like they just sit forever. It's hard to know. Same as Poshmark. When I looked on there, trying to just get an idea of like how much are other people selling these TVs for? Because it's like it's pretty, it's it's a flat screen, but it's like not new. It, we've had it for like ten years minimum, like, and I think it was a hand me down before that. But yeah, it just seemed like there was a lot of people had TVs listed in our area, so I was not expecting a lot of fanfare, but got a lot of messages of people that were interested. So worked out I feel like it's a good lesson of like it's always good to try to list it you know definitely you're not you never know what's going to be a a hot item yeah definitely and then my other update honestly like earlier in the week I was feeling super down about reselling and Poshmark I mean we went into my fail of a live show last week and coming off of that like the only offers I got <laughs> the following week, I got two offers. And one of them, they like sent me the offer. <laughs> and then like one minute after I accepted their offer, they were like, oh, actually I can see the color is like different than what I wanted. So like, I don't want it. And it's like, technically, you know, offers I could. Are binding. <laughs> yeah. Offers are binding. I could like, that's not really like, a reason to cancel but I'm like oh, it's just like I know they're not gonna like it like you know what I mean like I don't want to yeah. go through the steps to give them this something they don't like so I just canceled it and then the next day I got a another offer I'm like okay amazing I hit accept payment issue and it was one of those where like they didn't just like I reached out and was like oh I think you just have to update your card and then they just canceled their offer or whatever so like Uh, that one didn't work out and then the next day I get a case and I'm just like are you kidding me I'm so over this (laughs) kick her while she's down these are the only this is the only action I got like you know what I mean (laughs) there's no like sales in between to kind of ebb and flow with then I got a case and basically the case was for this tank top that was free people and the person was disappointed with the sizing saying that oh this was so oversized it's more like a extra large when the tag says medium da 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 and then i was like i'm feeling pretty good about my odds about this case though because that 
like okay free people 101 is like everything is oversized <laughs> that's the one case type on poshmark that always goes in the seller's favor because they don't like usually approve based on sizing right like if you list it as a size that's different than what is on the tag you can lose a case that way really easily <laughs> yeah so you want to always make sure you list what the size on the tag actually says so i did get the they looked at it, whatever. The funds were released to me. So I was feeling pretty good about that, that at least I wasn't having three whammies that week <laughs> of negative yeah. things that happened. You and I did win. make a couple of sales since then. So I'm like, okay, I'm riding the wave, you know, it's all good. It's all okay. Yeah, cases happen sometimes. That's like... I'm, I'm glad you won that one because that you totally didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad too. All right. So the main topic this week, we're talking bins strategy. Just some hot tips from us about if you shop at the bins, what to do in our experience, what's worked for us. But really, there's a million different ways you could do the bins. Like every time I go, there's, there's some people that go straight to the, the bins that are full of books and they're just literally like scanning seeing which ones sell on Amazon. That's all they're doing. There's the t-shirt bros looking for like the vintage tees. There's the people that beeline it to the hard goods, looking at the furniture and like TVs and like whatever the heck is in that back room. I avoid at all costs. <laughs> and then there's also the DIY um, upholstery updates. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So just as a refresher, the Goodwill bins are the Goodwill outlet centers where you pay per pound for the items that you buy and rather than having everything hung up on hangers and semi-organized like a normal goodwill where you have like jeans in one section women's tops in another and things like that it's just like a free-for-all in these huge what would you compare the bin size to like a like not a dumpster. giant crates kind of yeah there's there's two kinds there's some that are like deep crates and then there's some that are more like a tabletop the thing. shallow ones <laughs> i'm in the deep end i hate the deep it. ones sorry <laughs> i hate the deep ones too and oh phoenix is under construction right now and it's so many more deep ones and then sometimes one of the sides of the deep ones falls off and then it's like an avalanche it's so bad <laughs> oh my gosh yeah but yeah, Five each times. each bin's location is different. They kind of have their own styles, but that is kind of the the general gist of just like these huge bins filled with clothes that could be any size, any style, category, any whatever, category mixed yeah. together. All all sorts of cleanliness in the bins too. All sorts um, of dryness. Dry <laughs> There's always a damp <laughs> thing that you're just like, but yeah. Yeah, that's it's not the... glamorous at the bins, but yeah, it is addicting getting used to that low price that you pay. So for sure. Yes. So basically the items that we're picking up from the bins, it usually works out to be like a dollar per item or less, especially if you have lightweight like tank tops or something, you can get them for very, very cheap. All right, so the tips that we're going to share are really no particular order, just kind of some things that came to mind for us. 
kind of like the top secret tips of the bins, I would say. <laughs> so the first one we came up with is if you find something good in a bin, stay in that bin. There's been so yes. many times where, you know, you're it's like a needle in the haystack at the bin. Sometimes you, you can sometimes search for a while and really find not much of anything. So let's say you find, come across a bin. Like one time I was at a bin and I found a Patagonia jacket. And I was like, whoa, that's amazing. This is going to be like $2 with the weight. When I found that Patagonia jacket, then it's, you got to stick in that same bin. Cause usually when you find one good thing, there's just more where that came from in that bin for whatever reason, multiple things donated by the same person might've stuck together. Like that shelf from the normal Goodwill. Yes. <laughs> I guess like if it was a good pair of that. jeans, all those jeans stuck together and they're all in there. So yeah. I found like two more Patagonia items in that same bin. So always like once you start finding something that you really are interested in in one bin, do like a really thorough search of that bin. Like I know we hate digging in that deep, deep crate like we were just talking about. But if you find a Patagonia, that is the time <laughs> for sure. And that kind of goes the other way too. Like if you're starting to dig through a bin and it's like Nothing. clearly not what you're looking for, if it's like all like men jackets or something and you're like that's not what you're interested in like definitely don't need to look at everything it's different for, than the goodwill where you're like trying to look at every single hanger when you're going down the row like it's okay to move on if you don't see everything in a bin if you're not striking gold definitely another tip is to so a lot of people when they're shopping they'll just like you know throw things in their car as they're like going through and then at the end they'll kind of look through their cart to make sure they want everything and then they'll like put some things back so if you see someone putting putting things back that they had pulled out i mean obviously give them space and but not <laughs> like, too much space <laughs> like maybe wait a little bit until they're out of the way and then definitely jump on and see what those items were that they put back sometimes they just are shopping for themselves or like their family. So it might have just been like the wrong size and it is a great item. Sometimes it could be flaws though. So just be careful, but that is a great place to look just because it's like they pulled it out of the bin for a reason, you know, it's like it was desirable to someone. <laughs> Definitely. I know a lot of times like at my bins, there's like a lot of like the majority of the people there are definitely resellers. There are still those handful of people like there's always like I feel like thrifting such a big thing even in like high school and like college age kids right now and like it seems like there'll be groups of like girls that look so cool so trendy and they're they're just shopping for themselves anything they put back I'm grabbing. True. Yeah. <laughs> definitely. Another tip is the bins can be a great place to source one of a kind vintage items. Those have been some of my best-selling items from the bins, and I know Maddie, too. So when we're looking for vintage, we're looking for just anything as unique as possible. One category we've had a lot of success with at the bins is, like, kind of like a cottage core, kind of like grandma core, yeah. knit, colorful, like hand-knit, vintage sweater. Sometimes they have shoulder pads, colorful. I sourced one one time that had, like, different cocktails knitted all over it with like Bloody Marys, margaritas, <laughs> and then the buttons were like oranges and limes. Very eccentric, very out there, not something you see every day. Those always sell within like two weeks on 
Poshmark and Mercari I've sold them on and Depop. So those one-of-a-kind sweaters, vintage items, the bins is a great place to find them. And it's so low risk because it's so cheap. Definitely. Same with like vintage dresses, like even like some of those like 70s, 80s style dresses where honestly, sometimes I don't really see the vision, but I know other resellers have luck selling them. And so I've started picking them up too. It's crazy. Like they sell fast. It's wild. People really that have an eye for vintage have an appreciation for that kind of style. Totally. To go along with that, some of the easier to find items at the bins that we are on the lookout for are vintage jeans. So like Levi's or Wrangler jeans. I feel like those are pretty easy to find. You just want to be careful of like the condition. Sometimes it's like, man, like you just know someone worked for 40 years in this one pair of jeans and it's like some blue collar legend wearing a factory. They are a trendy fit, but like they've been through it. So (laughs) always proceed with caution on that but also like shackets like men's flannels those are pretty easy to find typically the grandma sweaters that taylor mentioned just like an oversized sweater or sweatshirt with like a little fun design on it those are pretty easy to find and then also coats and blazers so i know i've found like all different kinds of blazers from like more eccentric ones that are like patterned to like tweed blazers that have done well and sold quickly just like any kind of statement blazer I feel like is a trendier item right now to wear with like really basics like blue jeans and a white t-shirt so those do pretty well and then vintage wool coats as well so like that's the great thing about some of these vintage items that you're able to find at the bins is like materials used in them are like really high quality and you can use that to your advantage that you know they're made with these high quality materials yes if anything's like 100% cashmere 100% wool we're picking that up at the bins even like like there's like the brand ll bean you know if you can find like a vintage 90s cashmere sweater i've sold those for a lot on poshmark Mm. it's crazy nice all right Tip number five, more brands we're always looking for really at any thrift store, but especially at the bins are just our bread and butter, like mall brands that always do well. Free People, Zara, Madewell, Everlane. I mean, the list goes on and on of just any of the top brands. Lululemon. Yes, Lululemon, Good American, just like really any of those brands that we're always on the lookout for, if you can find them at the bins, I, I go back and forth because, like, you know, it's good to be selective based on style still. Even though you're getting a good price, that doesn't mean you just want to buy something because it's cheap. But it seems like if it's some of these bread and butter brands, I'm pretty much going to pick up most free people I find. Like, unless it has, like, a older. flaw or yeah. something wrong with it that I can see, like, easily, Yeah, I, I would pick it up. So would I. Especially because now it's we're in that territory where, like, that we're in the perfect storm right now where Y2K vintage is trendy. And like some of these brands, like free people, like was around then. And so it's like, you find the older styles, they almost fall into like Y2K fashion now. Definitely. So like like we were saying earlier in the episode, like 
when you think of free people in 2023, I think of really like oversized, like flowy outfits, but sometimes at the bins, you'll find like a free people, like really fitted, like lace top that is super cute, but it's more of like, like you were saying, like almost like 2010s, but yeah. some people are like, that is coming around again. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if the condition is there for those certain brands, I will pick it up for sure. And there's always those bread and butter brands like that too. Even if it's an older style, let's say you listed on your own Poshmark for a while. It's like not moving after like a month or two. You could bring that into a buy, sell, trade store and maybe and be, be able to still get more than you paid for it at the bins. So always good to pick those up. And I mean, sometimes I bring them straight to a buy, sell, trade store. If I really think it's, I'm going to have a tough time selling it on my own Poshmark closet, but I know that like my Play-Dohs loves free people. Like use that to your advantage. Yeah, for sure. At least the bins we've gone to, we are usually able to find a lot of like target items as well. And yeah. those are great candidates especially the Arizona bins I don't know what it is but it's like the wild fable tags are like all over the place they're easy to find stuff but those are also great candidates to bring just like directly to a buy sell trade if you don't want to list it on your Poshmark account wild fable specifically tries to have like trendier styles that are like mimicking some of these more expensive brands so something to consider if you're able to find stuff like that too definitely always be thinking of the buy sell trade because i know we haven't been talking about that as much lately but we both have had luck with making the trades yes another tip is regarding shoes which to be honest like the shoes are pretty overwhelming at the bins because <laughs> they're just like all over the place yeah i don't know some sometimes they have them kind of like looped together or like have like a a band like a rubber band around them so they kind of stay with their friend but but yeah once in a while you're able to find like one really good shoe but you can't find its mate <laughs> but our recommendation is to just grab that shoe and maybe put it in like the front little part of your cart so it's like you don't forget about it and then keep looking you never know it might pop up in a different bin, like three bins down, they might've gotten separated. So it is yeah. worth like, if you find one to, to just grab it. And then at the end, when you're checking all of your items anyway, if you didn't find it, then put it back at that point. Kind of a Cinderella situation. Okay. <laughs> exactly. Um, we need to ask her about this, but when I went to the bins with Regina, basic posh babe, she was telling me this story in from in when she went to the bins in Dallas. One time she found, I can't remember what brand it was, but it was like a, a really high-end designer brand. I want to say like Gucci or something. She found one Gucci shoe or something. Never could find the other one, but she ended up just buying she it. Bought it. She's like, yeah, she's like, I come here all the time. Like maybe I'll find it again. And then she ended up talking to someone during one of the breaks. And they were like, they're like, oh. I know the girl who found the other one last week. She bought it. Here's her phone number. And then she ended up getting in touch with the other lady that bought it. And they ended up working on a deal where I think, I think that she bought the shoe off Regina for like $70 or something. So you just oh, never know. Amazing. A, maybe buy it. <laughs> I know that was hilarious. <laughs> that's, 
that is a coincidence that she just happened to yeah i don't know if that i would try that with like just any shoe brand but if it's designer maybe think about it or even i've seen people sell single shoes on well sometimes people wear like two different shoe sizes exactly yeah so you never know if it's a good enough brand maybe just buy it anyway but yeah, that is a heartbreaker when you're just carrying around one shoe for a while. I'm not going to lie. That also happens at last chance a lot where I'm carrying one shoe around <laughs> just, and then I never find the other one. So <laughs> devastating. Okay. Another tip for the bins is style over brand. It is kind of a needle in a haystack. Like we were saying to find well-known brands at the bins. It can be a lot of brands you don't recognize, but it is a good time to take a risk on like styles that you see. So if you see... You know, if you've been shopping at the mall recently and you see what styles are selling at the mall and you're at the bins and you find similar like vintage styles or just like similar styles that you can find at the bins, we're picking those items up just based on style alone. Especially if you're willing to model your items. We've both had some really good flips just by, you know, trusting our gut on this is just like seems so unique, so cool. Even though it's not a brand I recognize, I'm going to pick it up. Definitely. I know you've checked this recently where one of your top categories, vintage is like the top brand that you sell, (laughs) you know? Yeah. I I saw that trend on Instagram where people were posting their like 12 month like brand insights on Poshmark. I was surprised. Vintage is my number one by like more than double. It's crazy. Yeah, that's awesome. So good time to take a risk is at the bins where you get that low price. And, you know, at the bins, this isn't like great business advice because obviously like you want to have it meet your profit that you're wanting to hit with all of your items. But it is a good place to take a risk because it is so low cost that you do have an opportunity to at least make your money back or like, you know what right. I mean? It all evens out in the end, comes out in the wash. Um yeah. It's a great place to step into different categories too. Like I sold this like men's like suede jacket one time. Yeah. It's like I would have never even looked at that section in a normal thrifting situation. You're forced to at the so bins. like <laughs> yeah. And then our last tip is to just make sure you know how the pricing works at the bins location you're going to go to. A lot of times you can look it up online or they have them like posted at the actual outlet centers as well but sometimes they break it up by like if it's clothing or like home goods or something like that so just to make sure you know kind of going in how much things are going to cost because it can vary place to place I know at least at the Texas bins we've gone to the different locations the price like goes down the more you buy which is awesome but yes and they had more of a flat rate for shoes too yeah. which is cool True. But like, if you only find one thing, it's not going to be as good of a deal as if you find like a ton of stuff. So just something to keep in mind before you get to the cash register, or if you're considering like, should I stay and keep looking just so there's no surprises later? Yeah. In Phoenix, it's, I think a flat rate, it doesn't go down the more you buy, but then I think in the hard goods, it's like, over a certain way, it's just like there's a max. Like it's like okay, it's seven ninety nine. It maxes out or something like that for anything heavier than that. Gotcha. 
It's good to know too if they have a separate price for like the the hardware versus the clothing. So then if you're at the checkout, you know to like separate them out cuz I've definitely had it where I have like things mixed in and it's just like you don't want to be wasting people's time at the checkout, you know? Like you want to be ready. Right. If you need it in two categories. But but yeah, those are some of our bin strategies. Yeah, let us know what you think of the bins. Have you been there? Do you like it? I feel like in the reseller community, there's like the bins girls. And then there's the people that are like, I'm never setting foot in there again. Sorry, it's not for me. <laughs> so let us know what side of the line you fall on with that. <laughs> Definitely. And for me, I'm going to the bins tomorrow. <laughs> Love it. Also, let us know like, where are your favorite bins located? And we're dying to do some traveling and, you know, go to new bins. Oh, yeah. I've heard that the, like, I think it's Seattle has really good bins. Or, like, Portland. Mm, and I've also that. heard the Colorado ones are really good, too. A lot of good outdoor brands. Yeah. Nice. Check it out. Love it. Well, we will be back next week with a brand new episode feel free to email us or message us on Instagram. If you have a question you'd like us to discuss on an upcoming episode or a listener win, we love to read those and share those. I feel like it's such a positive way to boost everyone's morale about reselling. I know, you know, like I was saying, I was a little negative earlier in the week. So it's fun to hear. We all need those wins. Yeah. It's fun to hear the wins, especially when you need one so <laughs> yeah sure you can email us at sisters posh at gmail.com or you can message us on instagram at sisters who posh yes and if you enjoyed this episode and all of our other episodes feel free to leave us a positive review on apple podcasts give us five stars or on spotify we love reading those they make our day honestly if you haven't left one yet what are you doing <laughs> <laughs> love it all right we'll talk to you next week love you say love you too bye bye